안녕하세요. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Learn Korean and Korean Culture. So, happy Hangul Day. So, today is Hangul Day, the day where Koreans celebrate Hangul. 오늘은 Hangul 날입니다. So, we call Hangul Day Hangul 날 in Korean. And Hangul is the alphabet of the Korean language. 왜 한글, 한글을 위해서 특별한 날이 있을까요? And you might be wondering, why does Korea have a holiday just to celebrate the alphabet? The USA doesn't have an English alphabet day or anything, so why is this a holiday in Korea? And that's exactly what we'll be talking about today. We'll talk about the invention of Hangul, what Hangul is, and why it's such a unique writing system. So a quick reminder to follow along with the vocabulary in the vocabulary page, and let's begin. 시작합시다. Hangul은 조선 제4대 국왕 세종과 왕자들이 직접 창제했습니다. So Hangul was actually created by the fourth king of Joseon. 제4대 국왕 세종 And a note here. 조선 was a kingdom of Korea from 1392 to 1897. So Hangul is a really unique writing system in that we know exactly who invented it. And if you think about it, Hangul was invented pretty recently. Um, if you think about it relatively, in 1443, that's... A pretty recent compared to some other writing systems that have, you know, existed for a lot longer than that and have just evolved to be what they are today. So I'll tell you the story of how Hangul was invented um, and the impact it has today. Hangul이 만들어지기 전 한자를 썼어요. So before Hangul was created, Koreans used 한자. And 한자 is basically Chinese characters. And I'll attach a picture in the vocabulary list if you don't know what Chinese characters usually look like. 한국과 중국은 옆에 있어서 서로에게 영향을 많이 줬어요. So because the Korean Peninsula and the Chinese people live next to each other, they influence each other a lot. And their cultures and language frequently interacted. 한국어는 중국어랑 달랐지만 한자를 썼어요. But the thing is, spoken Korean and Chinese were very different. But because Koreans didn't really have their own writing system, they just used Hanja, Chinese characters. 하지만 중국말과 달라서 한자를 쓰기가 어려웠어요. So 어려우다 is to be difficult. And because spoken Chinese and Korean were completely different languages, it was really difficult to use Chinese characters, Hanja, as the writing system for Korean. So you can imagine something like trying to write English in Arabic scripts. And, you know, the Arabic alphabet has different sounds, and some of them are pretty similar, but a lot of them are also different. So it's going to be really hard to write down English in Arabic and expect people to be able to read that. 그뿐만이 아니라 너무 쓰기 힘드니까 많은 백성들이 글을 못 읽고 못 썼습니다. Not only that, not a lot of people in Korea could read or write because it was so difficult to learn Hanta. And if you know a little bit about Chinese characters, you'll know that Chinese characters aren't like a set of alphabets. 
There was actually estimated to be around 50,000 Chinese characters. And could you imagine memorizing all of that? That's why it was so difficult for people, especially peasants who were working all the time, to sit down and memorize all these characters so they could read and write. 그래서 국왕 세종이 한글을 만들었습니다. And that's why 국왕, or king, 세종, decided to make 한글. He decided that Koreans needed their own alphabet because Hanja was just way too difficult to use for Koreans. And that's why he created Hangul, and we'll be talking about how he created it. Sejong은 훈민 정음을 창제했습니다. So King Sejong made 훈민 정음. 훈민 정음은 한국어의 표기 문자 체계를 기록하고 해설한 책입니다. And this Hunmin Jeongum is actually a book, and it recorded all the Korean alphabets, Hangul, and it also explained how to use it. 조선 왕조실록의 기록을 따르면 세종이 직접 만들었다고 합니다. And according to the 기록, or records of 조선 왕조실록, King Sejong invented Hangul and he wrote the book by himself. And there's been a little bit of controversy about um, whether he had help from the princes or other people, but it's generally accepted that King Sejong actually wrote and he worked on Hangul and he wrote the book by himself. And also a quick reminder that the Joseon Wangju Silok is the veritable records of the Joseon dynasty, and we discussed this briefly in season two, but it basically contained um, records of what the king did in his daily life. Um, and also the government. So from reading these records, we are able to understand um, that King Sejong um, was the one that worked on Hangul and wrote the book. So back to Hunmin Jeongum, the book that he wrote. Hunmin Jeongum은 백성을 가르치는 바른 소리라는 뜻을 가지고 있었습니다. So Hunmin Jeongum has the meaning correct sounds for the instruction of the people. 백성을 가르치는 바른 소리. So to break that down, 백성 is like people um, or like civilians of like a nation. 가르치는. So that comes from 가르치다, which is to teach. 바른 is correct and 소리 is sounds. So 훈민정음 carries the meaning, correct sounds for the instruction of the people. 훈민정음이 반포된 날이 한글날입니다. And the day this book, Hunmin Jeongum, was published, which is October 9th, that is Hangul Day, which is what we're celebrating. Hunmin Jeongum은 한국어를 더 쉽게 쓰고 읽을 수 있게 만들어졌습니다. So Hunmin Jeongum was created because King Sejong wanted the Korean people to be able to read and write Korean more easily. And as I mentioned in the beginning, Korean was a different language from Chinese. So it was really hard to write Korean using Hanja, which were Chinese characters. And of course, this is why King Sejong created Hangul and described how exactly to use it in this book called Hunmin Jeongum. 하지만, 집현전의 유학자들은 Hunmin Jeongum을 반대했습니다. However, Confucian scholars in the 집현전 were very opposed to Hangul and Hunmin Jeongum. And these Confucian scholars were part of the Jipyeonjeon, which is the Hall of Worthies. And this Hall of Worthies was a royal institute where scholars would study and invent and research in a variety of subjects. 
So they saw Hangul as a threat to their status. So these scholars were more knowledgeable and respected in the society because they could read and write, and therefore they could also study Confucian principles, write books, and more. But what would happen if Hangul became popular and every person in Korea could suddenly read and write? Then these scholars wouldn't be as special anymore, and this is part of the reason why they um, were very opposed to Hangul. But regardless of their opposition, the Hunmin Jeongum was eventually published. 하지만 연산군이 1504년에 그를 한글로 비방하는 투서를 발견하자 한글의 사용과 연구를 금지했습니다. So the king after King Sejong, the one who inherited his throne, is called Yeonsangun. And he actually outlawed the use of Hangun in 1504. Why? Because Yeonsangun read letters criticizing his rule as king that were written in Hangul. Yeonsangun은 세종후 왕이며 잔혹한 독재자였습니다. And Yeonsangun already had a reputation of being a really cruel dictator, and he murdered a lot of people. So he was basically the opposite of King Sejong, and he was really unreasonable and decided to completely ban the use of Hangul that King Sejong worked so hard on. And this was all because he didn't want people to be able to criticize him. 하지만 조선 중기 이후로 한글 소설과 시가 유행했습니다. 그리고 1895년 초등학교에서 처음으로 한글을 가르쳤습니다. But a few hundred years later, after this takes place, during the late Joseon period, poems and stories that are written in Hangul become pretty popular. And it's like a trend, and in 1895, for the first time, elementary schools in Korea teaches Hangul. So this is when Hangul starts to become revived. After King Sejong invented it, um, Yeon Sang-gun ends up banning it after him, and people weren't able to read and write in Hangul. But in the late 1800s, people start using it again. 하지만 한국이 일본의 식민지가 되면서 한글의 사용을 금지했습니다. But unfortunately, Hangul hits another roadblock when Korea becomes a colony of Japan in 1910. And as a colony of Japan, the Japanese government bans Hangul. 일본어만 쓰게 했습니다. And Japan made Koreans only use Japanese because they wanted to culturally imperialize Korea. 하지만 일본에게서 해방되고 나서 한글을 계속 쓰고 한자의 사용은 줄어들었습니다. But after Korea is 해방, so after they're freed from Japan, Korea goes back to using Hangul instead of Hanja, which were the Chinese characters. So they really began using Hangul, and we continue to use Hangul today. However, we still do learn and use Hanja today. So you can kind of think of it as Latin roots in English. So certain Korean words are easier to understand if you know the Hanja roots, and it helps you um, predict the meaning of what a word might be. But it's also not necessary for you to learn Korean or to speak Korean fluently. But Hangul, on the other hand, is essential because it is our main alphabet language, and it's just used everywhere in Korea. And it's actually what we use to write Korean in South Korea and in North Korea. 단어 목록을 읽고 있으신 분들은 한글로 적혀 있는 단어들이 보이실 거예요. 
So if you're reading the vocabulary list that I linked in the description, all that Korean vocabulary is written in Hangul because it's our official writing system. 세종대왕 덕분에 훨씬 더 편한 문자를 아직까지 쓸수 있습니다. So thanks to King Sejong, 세종대왕 덕분에, we can all use this Hangul system, which is really easy to learn. And it's actually one of the easiest writing systems in the world. And I promise I'm not exaggerating. Um, there's YouTube videos on how you can learn Hangul in one day. Of course, learning the Korean language itself is going to take a lot, a lot longer than one day. But the alphabet, Hangul, is actually really easy to learn. So we'll go over the alphabet super quickly here. So you can just learn about Hangul and what the words look like and what it sounds like. So it might be helpful to look at the vocabulary lists now so you can see what the shape of the letters are. So first, keep in mind that I am not a Korean instructor, so I will keep this simple and brief to just show you guys how easily you can create different sounds with Hangul. So if you look at the images in the vocabulary list, you can see a Hangul chart, and this contains the letters of Hangul and also the sounds they make. And you can see that there's consonants, and there's also vowels and vowel combinations. The vowel combinations are basically um, like combined or more advanced versions of the vowels, but they're pretty much the same in that they're vowels and they just look a little bit more complicated. So the golden rule is just to add a consonant and a vowel together. For example, the second consonant in the Korean alphabet is called yun, and it makes an N sound. And if you look at the first vowel, which is a, it makes an a sound. So when we put the dun and a together, we get a combination of the sound na and a, which is na. And na means me. And we can literally repeat this process using any consonant and vowel. So another example, the third consonant, which is called tikut, makes a d sound. And we can combine this consonant with the third vowel, O to get to, and to means more. And this is pretty much it, honestly. All you have to do is add a consonant and a vowel together. And sometimes you can add more than one consonant and more than one vowel, which will make the sound more complicated. So it gives us a more wide variety of sounds that we can make with Hangul. So for example, we went over na, and na is the combination of diun which is the second consonant that you can see, and then also the combination with a, which is the very first vowel. So if we wanted to make this more complicated, let's try adding the fifth consonant, which is a bium. And the bium makes like an M sound. So when we add this to da, we get nam, which is in English, you can pronounce it as like N-A-M, nam. And nam means other. So yeah, this is honestly it, and there are more complicated vowel combinations, and you can add more consonants, but this is the core idea behind Hangul, and honestly, as I mentioned, I am not an instructor, so I will link different videos um, in the vocabulary page so you guys can watch that, since they will probably be a lot better than me at teaching you guys Korean. And there are also four additional letters that we haven't covered. And these four letters were included in the Hunmin Jeonggum, the book that King Sejong created. 
but we actually don't really use them anymore because their pronunciations were similar to other sounds. So they just naturally disappeared throughout time. So you guys don't really have to know them if you want to learn Korean because they're not really used anymore. So as you can see, the impact of Hangul is so important in Korea, both, both North Korea and South Korea. 그래서 구왕 세종을 세종대왕이라고 불러요. And that's why we call King Sejong 세종대왕, which translates to the Great King Sejong. 세종대왕은 훈민정음으로 제일 유명하지만 다른 중요한 것도 했습니다. So King Sejong today is best known for creating the Korean alphabet, but he also accomplished a lot of other great feats. 세종대왕은 학문연구기관인 집현전을 상회했습니다. So, for example, he re-established he re and improved the Jipyeonjeon, which we previously mentioned was the Hall of Worthies. 똑똑한 인재들을 집현전 학사로 모집했습니다. And he recruited brilliant minds to come work at the Hall of Worthies to study and do research in the sciences, philosophy, writing, and more. 집현전에서 늦게까지 일하다 잠든 학사에게 거도들 버더 so it is said that King Sejong really cared about these hardworking scholars, and one of them accidentally fell asleep during the night because he was so tired from working and studying. And King Sejong worried that the scholar might get cold during the night, so he actually took off his own royal court coat and he placed it on the scholar so that he would not be cold. And you know, you might think that eh, this doesn't sound that special. You know, he seems pretty nice. But if you think about it, King Sejong was the king of Korea, and he was already really respected by all his subjects, and it would kind of be like Barack Obama or Queen Elizabeth taking off their own jackets um, because they're worried that you might get cold while sleeping. It's considered a great honor. So King Sejong is probably the most famous king in Korean history, or at least one of them. And there's actually a huge statue of him in Seoul, the capital of South Korea. And of course, to celebrate King Sejong's work and also the invention of the Korean alphabet, we, cele we celebrate Hangul Nal on October 9th. And this is to honor him and his creation. 5월 15일에 스승의 날도 세종대왕님의 탄생일입니다. And 5월 15일, which is May 15th, we celebrate 스승의 날, which is Teacher's Day. Sisung is a teacher or someone who um, imparts knowledge on you, and that is day. So it's a holiday when students will um, write cards or um, get chocolates and do something nice for their teachers um, to thank them for teaching them and working so hard to educate them. And this holiday is actually the birthday of King Sejong. King Sejong devoted much of his efforts to help Koreans learn to read and write throughout his reign as king. And he really advocated for education and research and learning, which really embodies the mindset of a true teacher and educator. And that's why we chose to honor teachers on King Sejong's birthday. 여기까지 들어주셔서 감사합니다. So thanks for listening. That's pretty much it for this episode. I hope you guys learned more about King Sejong and also about Hangul and the basics of Hangul. 
And of course, make sure to leave any suggestion for future episodes in the episode suggestions form, which is linked in the description. I'll be taking a look at these to come up with ideas for topics in season 3. Then, see you all next week. 감사합니다.